You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. The gospel reading serves as the basis for our sermon this morning. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless what is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sounds. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, the sermon text for today is from John chapter 3, which was the appointed gospel reading for this Feast of the Holy Trinity. If I have told you earthly things, you do not believe. How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? You see, that's the question of the day. It goes from Jesus to Nicodemus. But it's also a question for each of us. When you think about it, there are two perspectives to this life and to this world. The perspective from above and the one from below. And there are also only two religions in the entire world. The religion from below and the religion from above. Now, the from below perspective is our perspective. The world as we see and experience it, it's a world of cause and effect, quid pro quo, a world that seems arbitrary and capricious, a world that says eat or be eaten, survival of the fittest, a kind of world where its might is right and the strongest, smartest, and fastest survive. The world from below religion is a religion of law. It's a religion based on principles, methods, exercises, 
things you do to gain control over your life, others, nature, whatever. Now, the thing is, we are born from below creatures. We are children of Adam, the man of dust. Remember the Lord said to Adam, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And granted, we are God's handiwork. The hand of God made Adam from the dirt of the ground as a ma- like a master craftsman putting, making a piece of precious pottery. But except for a few verses in Genesis, we've lost all memory of that. We have no intrinsic knowledge of what is from above. Now granted, we have this sense of something more, don't we? Mathematicians, physicists tell us of the higher dimensions, the possibility of another universe or other universes, of other modes of existence. Those things stretch our imaginations. In fact, even pre-scientific people had a sense that there was something greater than they were. And we get a vague sense of that feeling when we look out, for example, at a vast ocean, or we stare into space through the lens of the Hubble telescope, or we peer into the mysteries of life through a microscope. We get a sense that of something, perhaps even someone, greater than we are. But beyond that vague sense, we don't have much else to work with. And Nicodemus was a rabbi of Israel. He was a recognized teacher of authority. And it says he came to Jesus at night. And in John's gospel, night is the Christless darkness of unbelief. You may remember that Judas betrayed Jesus at night. The Bible says night is a time when no one can work. Walking in the night leads us to stumble because the light is not in him. And so here we find Nicodemus sort of groping around the darkness for answers. Now the Bible doesn't tell us what question he was going to ask Jesus. For Jesus interrupted his flattery by saying, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see see the kingdom of God. And so we might presume that he was going to ask what so many other religious people asked Jesus. What must I do to see the kingdom of God? And that's a question from below. What must I do? I do. But Jesus' answer comes from above. He says, unless one is born, and the Greek word there can mean either again or from above, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus does what we all from below creatures do. He hears this word of Jesus' law. He hears this word as something he must do. He must be born again. 
That's how he hears it. And so he asks, how can a man be born when he is old? How can one enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And that's asking, what kind of nonsense is this, Jesus? And to this unspiritual man, these words are total nonsense. And even though Nicodemus is a terribly religious person, he's also unspiritual with the Spirit. He's groping in darkness for answers to questions he doesn't even know to ask. And that's us. We're as much in the dark as Nicodemus. No amount of religion in the form of doing is going to shed any light on things. Jesus says you must be born again, or you must be born from above. Now the thing is, you've been born once from below. And you didn't do anything. If anything, you resisted being born with every fiber of your being. And when you were born, you screamed at what happened to you. In the same way, you don't do anything to be born from above. In fact, you can't do anything. It happens to you by baptismal water and the Spirit. You were born of the flesh. Now you must be born of the Spirit. You were born from below. Now you must be born from above. Jesus says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You must be a new creation. Because that old creation can't get you there. And still... Nicodemus doesn't understand. Nicodemus is stuck in the darkness of his from below perspective. And even though he's a teacher of Israel, a credentialed rabbi, he doesn't grasp the most fundamental thing. That the kingdom of God is something received from above and not earned from below. And truth be told, we're no more enlightened. No one has ascended to heaven to get a peek and come back and tell us about it and point the way. Only one, and he's the one who descended from heaven to the depths of death itself, Jesus, the Son of God. And he came down from above so that we who are from below might look to him, lift on the cross, and like those Israelites in the wilderness, be cured of the snake bite of sin. This is how God loves the world. He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him, in other words, trusts in the promises of forgiveness, life, and salvation by won by His death and resurrection, should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, contrary to what you might hear in some Christian circles, but rather in order that the world might be saved through Him. And He did this by His dying 
and rising. And what he did, did comes to you by water and the Spirit with the Word in your baptism. God unites us to the death and resurrection of His Son, delivering us forgiveness, life, and salvation by putting His divine name on us, His divine name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the waters of baptism. As He put His name on Seth this morning. And we are reminded every week of this work of the triune God. We're reminded of this in the invocation, those opening words of the liturgy. We begin our service every week, the liturgy every week, with the words, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Not that we say, and this is the God we worship, but hopefully it draws us back to our baptism. Our baptism where the Spirit works for us, for our forgiveness, life, and salvation. Luther says in a large catechism, for to be baptized in the name of God is to be baptized not by men, but by God himself. Therefore, although it's performed by human hands, it is still truly God's own work. So how do you know if you've been born from above? How do you know that you are a child of light that's been called of darkness? How do you know that you're born of God? You are baptized. That's the spirit from, a, from above answer to our from below questions regarding our kingdom status. Will I see the kingdom of God? You are baptized. Will I rise to eternal life on the day of judgment? You are baptized. What about the law that condemns me? You are baptized. What about the devil and my conscience who accuse me and remind me every day how great a sinner I actually am? You are baptized. To be baptized is to be in Christ. Which means, as St. Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. It's to be declared legally dead to sin and alive to Christ. And none of this you can know from below. You can't taste it, touch it, see it, feel it. You must hear it. The word must come down from above. The Word must become flesh and dwell among us. The Word must be lifted up from the earth on a cross so we might look to Him in faith and live. The One who is from above came down to us who are from below. 
that we might be born from above and share in his life, his death, his victory, his glory. This is God's love for the world. This is God's love for each of you. This is how it looks from above. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding, God, your hearts, your minds, through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.